What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Lori today, and we are discussing Legacies, Season 3, Episode 2. Goodbyes really do suck. And I will say they truly do. So in this episode, we say goodbye once again to Raphael. And I'm not too pleased about having to do so. You know, this 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 show has been on for three three seasons now, and we've gotten to know Raphael, but at the same time, we don't see enough of him because he has spent the majority of he spent the majority of last season off screen. He was a werewolf for most of the season. And then now it looks like we've lost him again. And I'm just really confused at this point because I want to know what is it about this character that you guys feel like you have to keep writing him out? I, I don't I don't know if the kid is uh, because of COVID or is it because they just don't know what to do with him or they have one too many people in the cast? I mean, you know, my favorite, my favorite is Caleb. I love Caleb, mm-hmm. but I think that with Raphael, with him being so linked to Landon all the time, that there is enough story to have him as part of the cast. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it 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 makes me mad, but at the same time, you know, if they if the CW wants to use him and they don't want to use him for legacies, throw him onto Riverdale and be done with it because he looks like he'd fit right in there. You know, and just, you know, give the kids some work because I, I I know he's part of the cast, but I'm I'm wondering about, you know, is he getting paid the same? Is he, you know, he's obviously not getting the screen time, you know. I don't know what the deal is, but um, I don't know. I just, I have some feelings about it, but let's, let's get into the episode and we'll, we'll talk about it. So basically Raphael's end becomes because of the deal Alaric made with the necromancer in the last episode. I think, yes, the in the first episode. It has to do with the necromancer being allowed access to the dark magic that he wanted in exchange for releasing his hold on his acolytes or the people that he brought back from the dead, which were Alyssa, Chad, and Raphael. So we start out the episode and, you know, I thought about you watching this episode because we talked in the last show about how much we like Chad. And of course, Chad is the first casualty. They, uh, they, they find him dead from, I, I, you know, I guess once the necromancer releases his hold on them, they resort back to their original death. So this is what happens to Chad and, the 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 super squad finds his body and they realize kind of sort of what it means uh especially because landon and Raphael are having a discussion they're they're playing around you know they're they're talking about the fact that Raphael apparently is descended from royalty you know the last episode we had nimue show up with the Green Knight and Excalibur and Raphael was the person who was able to pull it out of the stone. So Landon's doing a little bit of teasing, reading him the stories of King Arthur, and they have a little bit of fun. And while they're wrestling, Landon realizes that there's a drop of blood on his head and it's Raphael's nose, you know, his nose is bleeding. And they realize what this, you know, they they take him to a large, they realize that this has something to do with the necromancer. And that's when they find out that Raphael probably only has 24 hours to live because he's no longer one of the necromancers he's no longer under the necromancers control or protection so he's going to resort back to his death and um you know i was really hoping through this episode that they would find a way to stop it which technically they did but not in the way that i wanted mm-hmm. you know um we do see that They do bring Raphael's character full circle with his parents. Um, We know that he had found out who his father was 
And I think it was the, was it last season? I think it was the beginning of last season, yes. Yes, so we know that he has developed a a relationship with his father. Of course, his mother has been MIA since pretty much since his birth, but Alaric has tracked her down and basically gotten her to come back with him because he tells her that Raphael is dying. And so they give him a little bit of closure in that sense. And they start him on a new journey by putting him into the prison world. Uh, Hope figures, figures out a way to keep him alive, even though he won't be with them. If he's in the prison world, he won't die, but he'll be isolated from everyone else. And his parents have decided to go to the prison world with him which I thought was cool, but at the same time, it's just, I don't like the way that it seems like they're consistently singling out this character and and removing him from the main parts of the show. And I kind of sort of feel like maybe they're doing that because they're going to explore this whole King Arthur link that mm-hmm. they've introduced because of the fact that Landon has given him the sword. I feel like maybe they're going to bring that into the story, but at the same time, still you're taking him away from his brother, Landon, the only constant he has had in his life. You're taking him away from a supportive pack. You're taking him away from a supportive authority figure. You're taking him away from friends. I just, I have a problem with it. I have I have the same issue, but I also have two two small points. One, Caleb just stayed patrolling around those grounds. I mean, look, whenever something goes off, Caleb finds it. I just think that's hysterical because that's becoming a theme that if something's wrong, Caleb finds it. Second, I loved loved the fact that the necromancer basically punt kid Chad's head out the door. That was so mean, like so disrespectful. <laughs> I was laughing so hard because so the disrespectful. It is, but see, the necromancer doesn't care. And again, that is one of my favorite characters because he's so annoying and he's so crass, but at the same time, he's so much fun to watch. Did you hear um, Caleb call him Dollar Store Johnny? Uh, yes, Dollar I did. Store. <laughs> Dollar Store Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I, I was laughing so hard because it, 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 I mean, it was typical of the character, but at the same time, I think that the necromancer, uh, getting back into to Raphael's uh, plight, I think that the necromancer eventually down the road with Alyssa's help is going to realize that if they work in the Arthurian legend thing, that they might need him for something. And by taking Raphael off the board, once again, and putting him in a prison world. And by the way, that kind of snuck up on me because I saw they had the device. She asked for the Bennett blood, but I guess I wasn't thinking. So when they announced, I was like, oh yeah, that, that is a way to save him. It took me by surprise. But for Raphael, uh, I, I really hope that we see him again. Um, I liked how he's there with his parents, but... I have some issues with his parents. Just because you are a werewolf and your kid is a werewolf and they didn't really go into so much about her. We know about the dad. Why couldn't they raise their own child? Again, I mean, I, I, trust me, for what I know, foster care is no picnic, okay? I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I kind of understand the dad a little bit but the mom uh i i just i mean the way that she said it's better and this is again foreshadowing it's better for me to be here with you lately i've made a lot of people angry and i'm like oh well this is a convenient way for her to get out of her troubles for a while because she's in a prison world i thought that too you know she so that could possibly come up later on in the season too because mom's hands are not squeaky clean the dad says I was basically living as a hermit and we get that but when they go to the cabin to find the dad the dad's nowhere to be if you're a hermit you're home where's dad I mean who knows he he, he could I mean we know he's kind of sort of outdoorsy he likes to yeah. go fishing so he could have been fishing and uh, you know Raphael did admit that his dad didn't know he was coming because I'm sure if he had known that Raphael was coming yeah. he would have yeah. been there 
Yeah. So I don't know. As far as the mother goes, you know, when it comes to the main characters on these shows, the Vampire Diaries shows, the writers like to put in an absentee parent. Yep. You know, with Elena, you had Isabel. Yep. With Hope, you had Klaus, even though Klaus was not absentee because he wanted to be, but that was kind of the theme for most of the five years of the originals. Like he was in a coffin for three years and then he was on the run, not necessarily on the run, but he had to stay away from her because of, um, you know, the, the, the curse. And it, and he was in the circle. Remember he was in the dungeon. Wasn't that like five years or something like that? I'd, yeah. It was, I yeah. He was, so. I, I, it was a significant amount of time. I mean, with the parents in this, uh, same thing with Caroline. Caroline loves her children. Do you see Caroline anywhere? No. I mean, it's like a re recurring theme with these people. And that's fine. But, you know, to give us a character we've never seen before and to have her come in, save the day with her kid, give a, a half of an explanation as to why she's not been around and then go off in the sunset. I was very unsatisfied with that. I was yeah. like, eh. It was too easy a redemption for her oh, i don't yeah. even want to call it a redemption but you're basically giving her a second chance when she has not earned it yeah at all yeah i mean you know real life i can get it in real life that there are situations where parents for whatever reason you know can't raise their children or they don't have the maturity or, or whatever if they're young. I get that. But I felt that if they were going to say goodbye to Raphael the way that they did, they could have given us a little bit more backstory because I didn't I didn't feel as if she was 100% genuine in her reasoning for doing it. The father I actually got because the father, excuse my language, feels shitty about what happens. Mm -hmm. And the father actually wants to do more. So I get dad. Mom, eh. Yeah, because I mean... I think at one point when Raphael had considered leaving the school, the father was like, you can just stay here. Right. So I think, you know, he really wants a chance to reconnect with his son. That, you know, that was not questionable. Right. Her, on the other hand, I just, I don't know. Some, again, you introduce this character to us. We see her in a couple of scenes and then she's supposed to come in and be like, the the missing piece in his life which yeah i get it but at the same time uh yeah yeah I, yeah it, it, it was it was one of those things when i'm just looking at it and and i'm like yeah but you know the thing is is that i love to how everyone in the super squad they were like okay we've done this before we've beaten death let's do this 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 and this and of course my boy caleb's like well he's gonna die Oh, I said it out loud, he's going to die. I mean, I'm just, I, I love watching Caleb. I just do. I love that kid. And, you know, Jed is there and they're like, you know, the pack, you know, unless he asks us, we're not going to interfere. And, you know, and, and Alaric is like, okay, well, we need to do this. And everyone's, you know, wanting to help, which is good because they're like, all on the same board it seems this season it seems like the little petty ins and outs and uh dings and stuff they've gotten cohesive they're they're a scooby gang they are really fully enmeshed in their friendships their behaviors toward each other they're not being really snarky and i'm like oh okay i can work with this this season you know mm -hmm. so. yeah but let's talk about the reason why they even had to put Raphael into a prison world because Lizzie and Hope had come up with an idea of how to save Raphael and it required siphoning Landon's Phoenix powers and putting it into a talisman. And lo and behold, Landon has no Phoenix powers anymore. He's actually human now because when he got stabbed with the with the knife at the end of last season, the, the knife that supposedly could kill a phoenix, technically speaking, it did. It killed that part of him. And now he has no magic. Now he's human. Now he's vulnerable. 
living in a school full of supernaturals. Which is the reason why they didn't want him in the school in the first place, because they figured at first that he was just human and he had no place there. Okay. All right. One thing. Y'all didn't check before? I mean, I know it's only been a day, but somebody should have done a magical test. You know, just check, make sure that, you know, he was good. But no, you wait until you actually need him. And you're like, oh, you're no longer Phoenix. Oh, darn it. I mean, come on. Well, let's be honest. They've had a lot of other stuff going. I mean, it's only been 24 hours. They've had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, okay. You know, they had a monster come out of the Malivore pit. They had to fight said monster. They had this whole thing with the sword. You know. uh, In other words, it was Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. There's just a lot going on. And I think at, at this point, Landon has escaped death. Um, you know, at least everybody. Three times. Hmm? At least three times. Yeah. But I mean, just the fact that he's been brought back to life. Now, Raphael has his best friend back. And, you know, they, they seem to do this every, every season. Like one minute is Raphael trying to bring Landon back from the brink. And then last season, it was Landon trying to bring Raphael back. And now this season, it starts off Raphael bringing Landon back again. So this seems to be a pattern with them. But anyway, yeah. and, and yeah. They're, they're doing this. They're trying to just have a normal life. Like they're reading fairy tales about King Arthur and they're wrestling in their dorm room. They're just trying to be normal. They're like, okay. And that's, all, that's what Raphael said at the beginning of the episode. He was like, all I wanted was just one normal day. That's yeah. all I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and of the course, fact- when you, when you, when you're in Mystic Falls mm. and you're anywhere having to do anything with the name of Salvatore, no, normal is not in the vocabulary. Well, I mean, it just, I, I have it on right now as we're, as we're talking about it and the, the kids are at the cabin and what are they driving? They're driving Damon's car. I mean, it's like they can't get away from anything Salvatore, even when they're trying to do something you know, at the end, you know, I mean, it, it, it's really permeates through the entire uh, series, the entire episode that the, no matter what they do, I mean, it is always, always going to be Mystic Falls is weird because of what goes on. But my, my question to you, oh, why do they have Damon's car? Damon is still alive and living with Elena. Damon and- gave, Damon you really think that's going to give that car up? And um, uh, yes, because she says last season that this is her car and um, um, Joe has Stefan's car. They, okay, they have the, she says, my uncle, I got this car from my uncle is when she is when she was talking about. It. So, yeah. So the girls have the boys cars. OK, I don't remember that, but OK. I know. Why would he? But. You know, we, we have issues about what happened with them anyway. But the thing is, is that I I, I love that we get a little bit of uh, Mystic Falls normal because Alaric actually tells Mac what's going on. And Mac is willing to help him because he's falling in love with her. And he is to the point now where he actually trusts somebody in Mystic Falls who isn't a soup our creature in order to get some help. And that's big for Alaric because Alaric's, eh, he's he's had to be very, very careful over the years because I really think that it was harder to have the school in Mystic Falls where everyone still has a, a memory of things, you know, going weird, you know, the multiple animal attacks, you know, various things like that. So it, it, I can't imagine that the school has been easy for the town folk to, for lack of a better word. Yeah, but I, I disagree with you on on uh, on the take of Alaric and Mac because Alaric, I don't think he went to her because he trusts her. He went to her because she's basically been compelled that anytime I ask you for help and it's a life or death situation, you have to help me no matter what and then you're going to forget it afterwards. So oh, it's not right. that he I trusts her that. That's She's right. been compelled. That's right. I forgot about that. So 
That's right. Again, not the greatest thing because you're using, you know, here, here you go again, same theme from Vampire Diaries. You're using humans for your own purposes without any respect to agency, without any respect to consent, without mm-hmm. any respect to um, maybe she might actually want to help you in a situation like this. But we see from the way that she has spoken to him, like she's given him his number. She tried to get him to meet her at a bar. You know, she has been she has been doing everything that she can to let him know, hey, I'm interested. Hey, I'm interested. And he doesn't return phone calls. He admitted that as much in this episode. He doesn't return phone calls. He's not reliable. He's not the type of person that she should want to get to know. But yet when he needs the help, he's he's going to go ask her because she has no choice but to do so. And then she's going to forget anyway. It's, again, problematic. True. Very, very true. And, and I think that later on in the season, something's going to happen where she's going to uh, be told that she's been compelled and she's going to be highly upset. Because oh, by, you think? Yeah, because by then I anticipate that they'll be fully into some type of relationship maybe mm-hmm. and she's going to either break up with him or she's going to break up with him and beat his butt. I mean, you know, you've got this relationship with Mystic Falls Police where they start out one way and then they wind up another way. You've got we've got Liz, and then you've got Matt, and you know they 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 go from okay, well we got to do this, and then we got to do that, and then okay maybe because I've helped you so much, this happened. I mean, Liz basically was a uh, a friend, and till the end, and Matt started out as a friend, became a co-conspirator. And basically at the end told him to kick rocks because he basically had had enough, mm-hmm. you know? And, and the thing of it is, is that if you look at the two, Matt makes the most sense because if I was human and how he remained human the entire series is beyond me. Cause trust me, there was enough opportunities. The fact that he actually stayed human and actually was able to, you know, progress. I mean, he's mayor now, you know, I mean, yeah. he is the new Lockwood. You know, which is actually kind of cool, considering he's the dirt poor kid from the other side of the tracks. But the thing is, is that, and still a founding family, which I never got. If you're a founding family, shouldn't you have money? But that's a different story. But the thing is, is that Mac being Mac and being compelled, which I forgot, you're right, I remember that. She is going to, at some point in time, really, really uh, be needed. And it's possible that she's going to turn her back and not mm-hmm. help. I, I wouldn't doubt it, but I mean, and we talked about this, Alaric's track record with women, not the greatest. No. Not in them staying alive, but also not in his um, in his being honest with them from the get-go. And you would think that once he learned about what Isabel did to him, that that will make him say, okay, you know what? I can't keep repeating this pattern, but he did it with Jenna. Mm-hmm. And his, you know, his keeping things from Jenna ended up getting her killed. Literally. You know, he did it with Meredith Fell for a while. Yep. He yep, did sure. it with, he tried to do it with Joe. Right. Right. And now he's doing it again with Mac. Right. And, and we're not skipping over Caroline. It's just that that was a different type of relationship. Even though they were going to get married, they were doing it for the kids. They weren't actually in love with each other. They, they tried to, to um, uh, convince themselves that they might be forming a relationship, but they were their parents. So that was a, a marriage of convenience. So that doesn't count. Yeah, because that... That that relationship was just so weird anyway, given the fact that he used to be her teacher. <laughs> and again, that relationship, I don't think would have ever happened, it, it, except for the fact that when everything went down with the Gemini coven, Joe's babies were transferred to her. Yes. That's the only reason why. You know. And even and even toward the, the end of her pregnancy, when she had the babies, he was like, I'm going to be a single dad and this, this, this. And then it, it came to a point where he was like, 
okay, she wants to stick around for a bit. Okay, uh, she wants to help with the babies, and it sort of morphed into the family. But no, he was he even then he was going to blow her off, you know, because he mm-hmm. figured you're a vampire, you were basically a surrogate. And she goes, no, I'm their mother. I gave birth to them, mm-hmm. you know, and he had to kind of kind of kind of go along with that and it worked out for them but yeah no his relationships with women are not good at all no oh and let's not forget the fact that he uh what was it the, the babysitter that they had turned oh, yeah, out that's to be right. yes. So, yes that's right so, that's right yeah. Alaric's choice of, choices in women not great so <laughs> oh, and man. then even and then even in this series he started liking uh what was her name emma and the, he didn't, the, pers- the, he the didn't pursue it yes he right. didn't pursue yes. it and then she ended up with dorian it was just like you know a lot just just stay single just stop putting the women of mystic falls through what you've been putting them through just yes and not only that they got married that was the thing that kind of i think that's when that happened i think he realized oh maybe i shouldn't but 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 see see, they only got married because that was the um suggestion or whatever that was the suggestion thing that marriage wasn't i don't i don't think that marriage was legal because then at towards the end of last season Dorian tells Landon that he and Emma are not together anymore. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, but, but, but my question, my question uh, to that is, where's Dorian? You know, that's a good question because I don't, I don't remember anything bad happening to him at the end of last season, or I don't know. Maybe he just needed to take a break after I don't know. Alaric's daughter went dark and like started killing people at the school and I think maybe he was just like you know what I just need a break I I think that Dorian is one of those people that looks around at everybody it's like you know what uh that two weeks vacation you owe me I'm gonna take it now Mm -hmm. and then come back when things are calmer because that's another character that we're three seasons in okay mm-hmm. that is a character that i actually expected to see a lot more of in the episodes than we've seen i mean we get dorian but we don't get a lot of dorian we get like every three four episodes and you know i i i just think that if they took the time to develop him in vampire diaries in the last two seasons mm-hmm. and they make him as important as because he's supposed to be a right hand man he should be in every single episode yeah, I agree. Yeah, so because but. because here's the thing, Alaric runs a school. He is not the only staff member there. This is true. But we almost rarely see the other staff members, which I understand. Even you know, with the Vampire Diaries, when he was teaching at you know the high school, he was one of the very few teachers that we saw at the high school, except for maybe first first season with the coach he was the only teacher we saw actually i mean they didn't show anybody else i mean the the thing yeah you know you're you're right but then i'm I'm trying to think with well the girls are they have they they have Raphael in the chair and they're swabbing him and they're testing him and they're saying who's doing the testing and they say one of the teachers but they're like you know what let's go do our own testing it's like the kids are running the the school and the, the teachers are like having tea somewhere, you know. And I get it. kind of constant for Vampire Diaries universe. This is true. The adults are almost true. never around. I mean, think about true. think about the fact that in the Vampire Diaries, how many sleepovers did we see with Elena and Caroline and Bonnie or Elena and Stefan? Like she would spend the night at his house. He would spend the night at hers. And I understand she didn't have parents and Jenna was the quote unquote authority figure. And she wasn't that much older, but still it's kind of like there was no, I mean, Jeremy had uh, Vicky in and out Mm -hmm. the house and then Mm -hmm. he had Anna in and out the house. And it's just like, there's no, and it's not just that Caroline was the same way you know she and of course hers was a little more understandable her mother was law enforcement there are times her mother was probably not there but i mean they were having sleepovers like it was just a run of run of the mill thing 
They were day drinking. They had day Lockwood day drinking. I mean, literally. I mean, I love you know, Mrs. Lockwood, but Mrs. Lockwood really wasn't. I mean, she showed up to you know down the the grill to get drunk, and that was about it. You know, it's it's like okay, you have a whole town running around with these kids, and these kids literally. The only thing they actually don't do is pay the bills. Everybody, everything else they do. Right. I, you know, they literally. But the thing is, is that I, I get it. I like it. It's consistent. But when we go back to uh, the the originals, I think that situation was different because we really didn't see a lot of kids. We just saw the adults, but the adults were in their early mid twenties, so quote unquote. So. That was different, but at the same time, when you got to Davina and all of them, Davina was there with uh, uh, Marcel, and Marcel tried to be there, but because of who he was and what he did, Davina also was left to herself a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's what what they do. You know, so right. So, I mean, it's just again, where are the adults? Yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're and, at Mr. And, Girl getting coffee. I mean, apparently, but you would think that again with Dorian's absence, it puts more of the pressure on Alaric, and Alaric can't keep all of those kids safe by mm. himself. Mm. Not to mention, let's be honest, Alaric is horribly out of practice. Yeah, this is true. This is no. true, which is why he said last season that Caleb is unofficially his second in command, quote unquote, because Caleb's a little bit older than the rest of the kids. So Caleb, again, takes it upon himself to kind of do a walk around every once in a while to kind of check in. And then he goes back to alert and says, OK, this kid might have a problem and this kid might have a problem. But even with that, Caleb is all of what, 17? Right. He's you know, a kid. He's not he's still he not be doing that. No, he should not. You know, I mean, and I don't think that between Caleb and MG, the vampires, I don't think that they've been vampires more than say maybe three or four years for each of them. Because mm-hmm. they're they're still very, very young, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just the world that they have in that we have to live in and with them. So right. But going back to the situation at hand with Landon, he's not magical now. So what does this mean for his future with the Salvatore school? I guess it would make sense to keep him there because one, he has no family. He has nowhere to go back to. All he's going to do if they send him back to quote unquote, live with the humans, he's just going to go back to foster care. If, he can even do that because of his um, age oh uh, i think that what, what land is what 16 something like that 16 may i don't know may i would i would say he's probably between the 16 18 year range but they had to do something to get him out of foster care in order to put him in the salvatore school so this you have true. to think that whatever records they altered or whatever memories they altered, it would be hard. It would be difficult for him to go back and then have to explain where he's been for the last two years. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that I know that the age kids out at 18, but I know that some states, if they think the kid is mature enough, they age them out at 17. Mm-hmm. So it's quite possible, like you said, that he probably may not be able to go back. You know, so it's, you know, the, the whole, the whole foster care system is, is completely uh, broken. And if you ever want to watch a really good show about the foster system, there's a, a show called The Fosters and it's excellent. They do a really good arc with some of the characters about the foster care system. So that's cool to watch if you want to learn about that. But my thing is, is that I feel that with Landon's character, something is going to happen where they're going to keep him in the school because he's an unknown quantity because they've never met seeing a phoenix before him Mm -hmm. and i would think that even okay well first of all let's face it if you're magical you can lose your magic but you can also get it back 
So who's to say that by the end of, say, three episodes from now, he's back to being a phoenix or they'll discover some secondary or he'll get turned into a werewolf or he'll get turned into a, a vampire or they discover that the basis of a phoenix is a witch. <laughs> it's possible. And then there's the whole thing with uh, the necromancer still trying to raise Malivore mm, and yes. his father. So maybe that will have something to do with his story as well. That's true. And him getting powers back. Who knows? Um, Speaking of the necromancer, I feel sorry for him (laughs) because he really, really thinks that he is about to raise Malivore, raise, I mean, he he's underestimating Alyssa Chang. Let's just say that. At the end of last episode, he asked her to be his acolyte. And she's thinking about it. And you know she's got to be thinking, okay, how am I going to make this work for me? Oh, yeah, definitely. He better watch his back very, very carefully because she will backstab him like no one's business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially if, you know, she sees that I don't know if she, if she knows what he did to Chad. I, I can't remember, but um, yeah. no, she made a deal. No, she knows exactly what happened with Chad. Because remember the end of the end of the episode when Chad died, they show her talking to him about, "Am I going to go back to dead?" And he says, "Well, only if you do this." So she did a little. That's deal. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <sighs> but dollar store Jack Sparrow. <laughs> He needs to watch his back. He's got it coming. He's, but he is he not the most fun? I mean, he like I said, the, one of the best episodes of season two was his backstory in the ice cream shop. That was the best episode ever. I love that episode. He's just, yeah, he's he's so over the top. But going back to Raphael, I really am wondering. I don't think we've seen the last of him because I know eventually, especially with him Mm -hmm. being in the prison world, I'm sure the rest of the squad are going to try to figure out a way to to save him and bring him back. They're not just going to leave him in there. It's not going to happen. But I'm wondering if they are going to bring this King Arthur part of the story and make it more prominent are they going to be able to do that while he's in the prison world or are they going to have to bring him out of the prison world in order to move forward with that storyline because it's not really i mean the prison world is just that as a prison world he his mother and his father they're the only three people that are existing there now so there's you know because kai's not there anymore kai's dead dead He's not in any prison world. Um, and I believe that is the same. Is that the same ascendant that they used when Josie was in the prison? It looks like it. She said okay. they reassembled it. Okay. Yeah. So so everybody who was there is gone. So it's just it, the three of them. Yeah. And yeah, because last season they had a couple of students that were there and they brought them all back. And I believe that this world is the exact same one that Bonnie and Damon were in. Or they didn't say. No, because I believe Bonnie and Damon were in the the prison world with the original Ascendant. I believe that would make sense. This is the Ascendant that Hope and Josie created. Created. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're okay. So he's a he's in a new prison world. Okay. I think so, yeah. Um, you know, I I liked how they did it. Um I, I liked how they did the whole, you know, let's all get together and say, you know, we're gonna stay with you till the end. And you know, the the fact that they mentioned uh the Bennett blood. And it was a nice little callback to the things. But I always like the prison world stuff. It's one of my favorites because you never know what you're going to get when they start talking about and dealing with those worlds. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorite things is that. But I, I was 
I was so upset when I realized that that was Hope's uh, solution because I kept wanting Hope to pull something else out because I'm like, okay, girl, you are pretty darn smart. You have Esther's grimoire somewhere, uh, unless, unless her Aunt Freya's got it. But there's got to be something. You can't tell me that there isn't something that you could have done otherwise. I mean, when they kept saying that they were going to have to move his essence into another body, I thought, okay, they're going to get another actor to play Raphael, but then they didn't do that. And now it's like, okay, it's a nice ending. It's a nice wrap up. But that goodbye lasted five minutes too long. They kept wrapping it up, wrapping it up, wrapping it up three times, four times. By the fourth wrap up, I'm like, oh, come on already. I have to go to the bathroom, finish it. But did you cry? Because cry. I cried. <laughs> I did cry. I, I did, did cry. cry. I did. Uh, I cried not when mom and dad came into the room. I cried when he goes out and they're all there. Yes. Oh, that was the part that got oh. me. See, that's what they do on the Vampire Diaries. They get you when they do stuff like that. Yeah. But going to your statement about hope, I know that hope is powerful and I know that there are things that she can find workarounds for. But when it comes to preventing death, I think in order for her to have really done something significant, that could have saved him, she probably would have had to go into dark magic. And we all know that is not something Hope needs to get into. Um, Especially with her her familiar background. Okay. Um, Throwing something out there. Um, Hybrid? What, as far as making Raphael one? Yeah. I mean, he, he seems like he could handle it. But what happened the last time she tried to create a hybrid? Okay, that kid was stupid. That's the difference. Raphael isn't stupid. And Raphael is mature enough of a werewolf that I think that Raphael could have handled being into turned into a hybrid. Hmm. But would he have wanted to? That's I don't think he would have. That's the thing. And then the other thing is, again, I I haven't watched the season one episodes in so long, so I don't remember exactly how that happened. But Hope is, she is a hybrid right now, but she's a witch werewolf hybrid and not a vampire werewolf hybrid. So, yeah, she hasn't died yet. So Right. So would her even trying to turn, um, trying to turn Raphael at this point, trying to make him a hybrid, would that even work? It did work, remember? I and, know. And, no, 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 this was in the originals. Remember they had that little idiotic kid running around that wanted to do something and he jumped off of the balcony and he killed himself and he came back and he was a hybrid and then they went down to New Orleans because she got suspended and sent home and, and, and Freya was yelling at her and then the kid... Basically, they wanted to, uh, the pack wanted to take him out, the Crescent Pack. And That's what I was up, trying to remember because I don't remember exactly the, what happened to him. That was in the, he wound up, uh, I want to say Stalker Serial Killer got him. Okay, okay. But that was, all of that occurred in the original season, beginning of season five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, did, right. that, did, that happened, that did not happen on Legacies at all. Right, okay. Because that was the setup four legacies four legacies okay so but i i don't know if Raphael would want that I, even I, at even at the risk of being able to stay alive there's there are some things even with the supernatural creatures that there are some things that they just don't want some lines they just don't want to cross right, um, right. until okay. they're forced to do so so yeah i i I would rather them keep him alive this way and find another way to bring him back as him, as the character that he is and as the character that we have grown to know than to have to change him into something else in order to keep him. Again, it just, 
you know, the, the thing that really irritates me is the fact that this, this kid who, in my opinion, is one of the better characters on the show, right. you know, he has, he has the best heart. He has the, you know, he, he's consistently thinking of others. And he, like you said, his friendship with Landon, that's just so important because you don't see enough of that. Um, and, and you're starting to see it more on this show. You do see now Caleb and MG having the bond that they have. You see um, Lizzie trying to be a better person and she's starting to make friends. You know, her and Hope seem to be getting along a lot better. So it's you, you do see those strong friendships. And it uh, again, it just kind of bothers me that they keep taking him out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. what purpose? Except to, except to advance London Landon's storyline, you know. How much more are they going to advance Landon's storyline? He's Hope's boyfriend. He's the special chosen one. They started season one about him. Ended it about him. How much more do you need with Landon? He's the main character. Yeah, well, even more so than Hope at this point, exactly. I feel. Exactly. So you don't, the boy doesn't need any more shine on him. He's got enough. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I hope they bring Raphael back. And I hope that they can find some way to incorporate his character into the show the way that they are incorporating everybody else. Right. Because he's an important part of the group. He is. He is. And, and, you know, and like I said, I think of last episode, the, the problem that you have with the squad, a Scooby gang, is that if it's a little too big, sometimes they have to trim it. And if they were going to trim the squad, what's the fairy kid's name, Ben? Wade. Wade. You, we could not see Wade for it. We didn't see Wade this episode. We could see what we... We could do without Wade for a couple episodes. Seeing a lot of Jed, we could see him less. You know, I mean, there there are ways to trim the squad if you need to make it more of a solidly intimate group of people because they're beginning to expand out now, you know? So, but getting rid of Raphael, I think it's a bad call. I think that the kid is a good actor. And I think that if they're going to use him, later on down the road like we think they might use him that they they put him in a good spot to bring him back because like Landon said he goes I can always come visit you so yeah but let's be honest how often is that going to happen it's not going to it's not going to really serve the storyline so how often are they going to do that not often not often at all they just need to find a way to go ahead and and bring him back And I don't mean like halfway through the season, bring him back, like figure this out in like the next couple of episodes. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I I agree with you 100% because I I think that sometimes when shows need to have characters off screen because of whatever reasons that's going on in the background, in this case, I don't know how much was filmed during COVID and how much wasn't. Well, we still have COVID, but you know what I mean. I wonder, you know, if they did it uh, maybe at the kids' request this time around, you know, because a lot of actors are still acting, but a lot of them are like, well, you know, on certain shows, they're purposely having characters who are a little bit older who might be at high risk. They're having them do stuff through video screens on certain shows, or they're telling you directly, oh, this person got called away on a special case, they won't be on for, they won't be here for a couple of weeks or months. So they're still on the show, but they moved them realistically out of the way in order for COVID. Right. Mm, I don't know. Oh, the other thing that bothered me about the fact that Raphael is gone is the fact that Josie wasn't there to say goodbye to. It's like if you're gonna have oh. a, if you're gonna have an episode where somebody major has to leave, have everybody in the principal like Josie was a friend of his too. Right, right, right. Why would it, I don't know. That just. Or even they could have done a quick little screen thing where you could see Lizzie texting her sister and saying, Raphael has to go away. 
or a phone call or a throwaway line as I spoke to uh, Josie and Josie said she's very, very sad. You know, just a little, one little line or something to make it cohesive. Yeah. Or they could have done the astral projection thing. This is true. This is true. So, good energy. I don't know. It's just, it's weird them writing him out the way that they, that they have. And it's, it's just weird. I, I, I'm just hoping that there's a payoff for it. Because they built him up so much in the first episode. He was the hero of the episode. And I'm sitting here, and I, and I know how these things go with these shows. When I'm watching it, and I'm saying to myself, what, why are they doing this literally the second episode when the kid was the hero in the first episode? This makes no sense. Right. And then Landon giving him the sword at the end. Like, what is he going to do with that right. sword in a prison world? Right. Yeah. It's just... And then also the last line that I I believe it was the last line of the episode when Raphael, his father, his mother, they were getting ready to leave to go fishing. He says to his parents, hey, did you did you guys know we're royalty? Yeah. And then it so it has there has to be a bigger a bigger plan for his character and with this, and with this little King Arthur mm-hmm. storyline, because they Estimate. keep mentioning it, you can't keep mentioning it and then don't follow through on it. Yeah, because I'm seeing some things uh, in in, the, in these episodes that is definitely leading up to something, because there's there is definitely a plan. We just don't know what it is. Well. They need to hurry up and bring them back <laughs> and move forward with it. Cause because now I really want to see like I don't care about Malivore. I really don't. <laughs> bring me the bring me the King Arthur stuff. Let me see right. what you guys are gonna do with it. And it'll be interesting to see because um, you know, for, for those who, who listen to the podcast, we cover another show, Cursed, on Netflix that deals with the Arthurian legend. And we've talked about other Arthurian tales in discussing that show. And so I'm, I'm really curious now to see if they're going to bring this into Legacies, what their take is going to be on it. What kind of spin is King Arthur, the legend, going to have in the Vampire Diaries universe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should be interesting because they could go so many different ways. I mean, yeah. As yeah. long as they don't make it cheesy as long as they don't make it as long as they don't screw it up there's so many ways that you can do arthurian legend mm-hmm. and tell it well mm-hmm. just don't screw it up that that's that's all i'm asking yeah this is true Very and make true. it make it make the payoff worth it if you're if you're taking Raphael away from the group again and you're you're about to give him this major storyline. If that's what if if that's the direction that we are going in, make the payoff worth it. Mm-hmm. Make yeah, it worth make it worth what he's having to do in order to get there. Because one of the things that Raphael always says that's important to him is friends and family. And I don't see where it serves his character that you basically took this episode and it's almost like you made him choose one over the other. Like you made him choose the blood family or you made him with the blood family and you took away his established family. Yeah. Yeah, His tried and true family, the ones who have been there for him through everything. Right, right. Especially with Landon. The whole thing about him and Landon being separated sucks because those two, they're their biggest support. They're their biggest, um, they help each other through everything. So them being apart right now doesn't sit well with me. No, and, and the fact that they fought so hard, like you said, to become a family, mm-hmm. to get the friends. I mean, all this kid ever wanted was a normal life. He says that, oh, that the part where he has, they all, they're at the little hangout spot and he wants to have a party and they're all giving memories of him and, and he's having a good time. And, and at the end of the day, all he really wanted was him and Landon. They're sitting on the bed, they're eating cheeseburgers and they're just 
being brothers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hope that they can do a, res- a resolution to this. And I hope that the writers understand that when you get a character or two characters that have fought so hard to be brothers, to stay brothers, to have a family together and friends that you don't want to break them up. And if you do, you had better give me a really, really satisfying conclusion to why it was done. Right. You know, and we've got what, 16 episodes this season because it's a little bit shorter than normal. 13, something like that. I think so. They're going to have to pay it off by episode 10. They have to. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't even want to wait that long. Why, okay. why do we have to wait that long? You can, you can give us a payoff earlier than that. This but, is true. This is true. I mean, because if, if you're going to wait that long, you may as well wait until next season and just focus on that the whole next season. Oh, by the way, which Legacies has been renewed for season four. So we will, another, we will get another season of it. So they could do that, but I don't want to wait that long. No, no. Resolve this in the next couple of episodes because whatever is about to happen with the necromancer and Malivore, whatever he's about to try to do, it's not going to be good. And those kids are going to need to be at 100% in order to deal with whatever's about to come. So that means you need to bring Raphael back. You need to bring Josie back. We don't know how long Josie is going to be gone, but we need those two characters back in order for that that team to be at a one at one hundred percent. Yeah, to I do agree. Whatever is about to happen with this Malivore pit, I, I agree. And and see, and here's the thing, I'm sick of the Malivore pit. I was just I, about to say that too. I'm so sick of it. I, want I mean, them come to wrap on. That up. It's been two years. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's your whatever it is, your main thing. But I mean. How many more monsters are going to come out of there? How many? I mean, move on to at something this else. Point, at this point, what they need to do, if they're going to continue dealing with the Malivore pit, they need to go ahead and bring Malivore out. They need to let him and Landon have whatever confrontation they're going to have. They need to have Malivore defeated, and Landon needs to get his powers back. Plain and simple. And then also, yep. do we... I can't remember what happened to the quote unquote brother, Clark. That was Clark, right? Brother, brother. The brother. um, you know, he was the the son that Malivore created. Oh, 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 I thought he was dead. I see, that's what I was trying to remember. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up, but I will I know oh God, I forgot all about that one. Uh ooh. I think he's dead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I couldn't remember. I remember I remember they killed him and then I remember he got out and I think the last thing that I really remember Hope did kill is, him. Yes. Yeah, Hope did. Is kill that him. Okay. Okay. Cuz I remember him um I remember <laughs> seeing him again in the 80s episode from last season when I was doing my rewatch, but I never got got a chance to finish my rewatch of last season. So I don't remember what happened to his They character. came out, they were in like some bell tower type plant oh, type yes. thing. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do remember. Okay. But yeah, so if 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 we're gonna get Malivore stuff this season, they need to go ahead and bring a- actual Malivore out and whatever it is that he is wanting from Landon. Uh, the whole reason why he had been sending monsters after Landon in the first place go ahead get that resolved have that confrontation let Landon get his powers back and then let us move on from this into the next big bad which probably will end up being something having to do with the whole King Arthur thing that's kind of of what I would like to see for the rest of the season I hope so I really do so yep but I, I I think I've pretty much said everything about this particular episode, um, my my last you know final thoughts. Bring Raphael back. I agree, hundred percent. And on that note, that's it for our show. 
You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.